This is a WBR podcast. Welcome to WBR's first podcast. Yep, and best, first and best. First and best, that's how it works. Um, My name is Megan and I'm sat with my colleague. Lucas. Thank you. Good to see you all. (laughs) To see and hear you all. Um, But yeah, we have been working at WBR for almost a year Mm -hmm. and we are content producers here. That's what we call ourselves when we do our reports. Yep, Um, content producers. producers. What reports are you talking about? Oh, what reports do we do? Um, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this is a Logic Pharma podcast, so we have both written up. I've done a Logic Pharma benchmark report. You've Mm -hmm. done... WBR's official Logic Pharma playbook. Playbook 2023. Yeah. Yeah. We've written loads of, we do loads of Logic Pharma blogs. So if you want to check those out. So very knowledgeable about the subject. Yep. I think, I think we're a good sweet spot where yes. we know enough to talk about it. Then equally when we speak to people who have a lot more experience than us. You mean the, the experts in the field that yeah, we're going to yeah. sit and you listen to? You will know, to. I think quite a lot more than us. I think. Maybe a little bit more than yeah. we do. So um, on that on that note, note we will uh speak to the producer of lodger yes, farmer soon very right? exciting episode yes. coming up so we'll, we'll learn from him what the key drivers are mm. sort of hoping that he'll maybe direct us into mm. the topics we should speak about yeah but what do you think i was gonna plug will he's yeah a, go for yeah it. he is an expert yep. um he's been um We've, it'll be a great episode that you guys can listen to and um, we're both going to interview him. And I, I went to, I was lucky enough, I don't know if I mentioned oh it. Oh my Megan, God, yeah. I was lucky enough to go to uh, Lodger Farmer in Lyon in April mm. and I can say Will puts on a, an amazing event. Take note, so, that's the first mention of Lodger Farmer um, that yeah, Lucas has been to. Yeah, there'll um, be a few mentions of Lodger Farmer yeah. in the Lodger Farmer podcast. Funnily enough, Strange. Bit of it'll, it'll crop up. Yeah, um, might do. World leading um, life science supply chain That's event. what I'm hearing. Yep. Yeah. Go on, but, give um, us a plug. How was it? It was, it was very good. Yeah, I, it was a sort of, we don't get to go to events no. that often that, that um, WBR put mm-hmm. on. So this is my first large scale event that, mm-hmm. that I'd gone to. Also known as an LSE. LSE. Mm, LSE, also, yeah, yeah, AKA. Um, and terms. it was pretty amazing <laughs> to see, because we, we just look at documents of agendas and yeah. um, briefs what keynotes and of, yeah, all briefs. that jazz. So it's good to see all of that actually put into practice mm-hmm. and see it all come together. Because yeah. I remember walking through the main sort of conference area mm. on day one and just seeing like all of the attendees and sponsors yeah and it sounds weird but just talking like uh-huh. yeah you'd pass people different groups and they're talking about sustainability the other one's talking yeah. about um technology ai like chat mm-hmm. gpt it was pretty cool just to see all of that go on yeah i remember um because we make the reports i remember seeing the first person <laughs> sat on a table in the morning with yeah. like a, a coffee and a, and a pastry or something and because you had to it was in france of you had course to have a pastry. yeah 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 croissant was acquired and, um he had open uh the uh playbook yeah. my playbook i Full could not believe moment. my eyes yeah because it is like when we, when we make these they're like our babies they are they are them. a labor of love really? it's a long process and it's a lot of research on our side to make these yeah so we want to make these reports as top notch as we yep. can yep. it's a hard work and yeah i mean seeing someone reading mm-hmm something that you've worked so hard on yep and i don't so want to i might have made this up but i'm pretty sure i saw him crack a smile <laughs> oh wow when he's reading it yeah, yeah. so i don't know brought tears to his eyes i imagine yeah Just... yeah the ending the conclusion oh god almost as good as the intro yeah. almost, almost almost yeah 
um, but no, jokes aside, it was it was um, very good, a very good experience. Yeah, great career yeah. moment as well. Look at you up. Yeah, I, I got to because um, at that point we knew we were going to start this podcast. Yeah. Um, so I was lucky enough whilst I was there to speak to um, two fantastic speakers. Yeah. One being George Beres. Yep. Um, from Roche, mm-hmm. and also Dan Fritz from Farmer Ledger. Amazing. It was amazing to speak to them because, again, it just sort of the, the wealth of knowledge they had. Yeah. Definitely came across. A hundred percent. Such a good experience. You guys are in for a real treat to listen to their episodes. It is. They are yeah. really good. Yeah. So we so spoke. So many good insights. For Dan Fritz, he spoke about Farmer Ledger, yeah. the association, and um, sort of how that came to be, yeah. what his hopes and dreams are for the future of it. Amazing. Um, and then for George uh, Beres, we spoke about patient centricity because amazing. In so the, just to give you sort of paint a picture, paint um, away. It was the the morning of the first day, and George Beres, along with his colleague mm-hmm. uh, Lana, yeah. they had the first um, keynote. So they spoke about uh, patient centricity and how yeah. Roche are tackling and that. Um, what they're doing to sort of further the patient experience Brilliant. and then as soon as that was finished i had to pretty big time yeah yeah I had to go behind yeah. stage uh grab george then go up to the press big office deal. room yeah i was in a press office room that's what i do now full suit and um, everything yeah and mike's up videographer was there waiting wow. it was big time big deal yeah. mike's up and everything yeah, yeah yeah had to be um so that experience was just amazing because he, he was the first one obviously yeah and he was so friendly to talk to yeah came across so well his answers for everything were amazing. Um, so yeah, I think the listeners are going to love. Oh yeah, you're all in for such a treat. Yep. These these guys are, as you said, have such a wealth of knowledge. Mm-hmm. They're going to yeah, you're ready to be blown away. Blown away, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't oversell it, but yeah. I think blown away is right. But, but yeah, I mean, we've got loads kind of on the horizon for the mm-hmm. next for our first series of this podcast. Um, so yeah, I think the that that's our kind of intro that's the stuff about us um you're also thrilled now that you're gonna have us as hosts yeah. um you might not have us together for all episodes yeah. we're gonna swap in and out yeah sometimes it'll be uh, one of us speaking to someone yeah. sometimes the other maybe sometimes both yeah we'll see maybe so, we'll do every now and again like another yeah. one of these maybe yeah you can follow us on linkedin you can start a poll fan fan pages yep. i'm waiting for those yeah the edits yeah yeah <laughs> edits are too far <laughs> i'll make the edits yeah lucas yeah. is gonna do it for I'll us make the edits. um yeah he's gonna be on it with him yeah who knows maybe the daily mail will have us at some point yeah um, i think um an important thing to note yes is obviously we want to talk to whoever we can yes very interesting talking to people in the industry mm-hmm. and outside the industry yep. so if anyone's listening who perhaps may want to be a guest on the podcast 100%. may want to have a chat you want to get involved um, yeah who can they who can they reach out to you oh well they can thank you for the question okay. they can reach out to our wonderful producer um adam skinner mm-hmm. um you can find him at adam.skinner at wbr.co.uk he's very friendly um, very that. friendly yep. lovely guy mm-hmm. um yeah reach out to him he'll be more than happy to set up a little call and we can chat about your experiences you do not have to be in pharma um we will t- we just want to hear about your thoughts and your experiences and how this can kind of be transferred into kind of industry knowledge. Definitely. Yeah. I think that that's the kind of key thing that we want to just have a really safe conversation with loads of different mm-hmm. people. I think that if you're listening, if the same person speak about the same thing over and over again, you're going to gain no, you're just going to gain nothing. Yeah. I think that that's the kind of key takeaway mm-hmm. I think that we've all got really good positive experiences that we can share. Definitely. And yeah. 
that'll be it. That'll be great. First season. That's going to be break all the records. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking thousands of listeners for the first one. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, thousands first, millions, millions. in season two. So I'd yeah. get, I'd get on here while you know we're yeah. we're in our early stages. Yeah. You want to be one of those people that can say, oh yeah, I, I, I was, was a fan listening. first yeah. before they blew up. But yeah. Thank you for very much for listening to our intro. So we've got, um, you've gave us a little insight into what's coming, particularly in those two episodes. But yeah, big season ahead. Stay tuned. Thank you. Um, and we'll go into the podcast with George yes. after this, right? Exactly. Yeah. That'll Great. be us. Great. Enjoy. George. Firstly, thank you very much for joining us today on the first episode of our Lodger Farmer podcast. Great to have you. Um, would you be able to give us a brief introduction to, to you, your role at Roche, your experiences? Absolutely, yeah. So, George Barris, I currently work for Roche and Intech. I look after our um, global manufacturing supply strategy and our external supply manufacturing organization. Been in the industry for over 20 years. Um, I'm a chemical engineer um, by training, some advanced um, education in pharmacokinetics, pharmacology, so a lot in the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, I started my career with Merck Pharmaceuticals and then spent 16 years at GSK in operating roles um, in manufacturing systems, in factory management, supply chain, and then I was recruited to Roche Genentech in 2018, and I've been there just about five years now. Wow. I was fortunate enough to sit in your keynote just now um, and it's sort of centered around the theme of patient centricity so I wondered if you could tell me why patient centricity is so important right now and what is influencing this push yeah I spoke about um, uh, one of our products Ristaplan mm -hmm. and honestly that was quite a trigger for us in terms of rethinking and reimagining our supply chain um, and this is where we came up with this program of direct delivery to patient and we specifically call it integrated direct delivery to patient ID2P mm -hmm. Um, and as I talked about the, the patient, Ishan, and just the idea of having to leave the house, typically these patients, as I mentioned, take 24-hour care. The idea of even leaving the house is a monumental task. And so we really had thought back to ourselves as we were launching this product, how can we make that easier? How can we take this burden? There's so many other things this individual has to worry about in life. How can we just simplify this aspect of how their patients get to, how their product gets to this patient? Um, and that's where we said we've got to do something differently. And this initiative is about delivering direct medicines to patients. Now, it's very clear that this can work in a rare condition, almost named patient basis. Um, but what we're looking at now is could we do this more globally on chronic diseases in a much higher volume? And so we see this kind of just as the beginning, right? It was triggered mostly around this product, but we see it applying to other therapy areas as well. Roche are moving to a new CDMO model. I was wondering if you could tell me some more detail about that and how this is going to help move your supply chain towards patient centricity. Lana, Lana gave, mm -hmm. Lana Burrell, our head of contract manufacturing, gave um, some insights around what she did in her change journey. And you heard her describe an organization that had been kind of almost settled in its seat for, for decades. Um, and what she was trying to do was bring a different mindset and specifically one that put the patient at the center of the decision making. Um, and a couple layers of what she described. One was she created an end-to-end -end model. And so she broke the model of siloed, just technical organization. Historically, it was drug substance, an entire organization, drug product, an entire organization, device development, et cetera. And what Lana did is said, okay, we need to bring this together. It's one common set of activities, and we want to think end-to-end -end on it. 
And the, and the, the um, approach that she took was she said, how can we think more about our patient? And so she's aligned herself around therapeutic areas and platform areas. And those two things now have created a much more agile, lean organization that's focused ultimately on the outcome, which is patient delivery. Um, and so very similar to what I described as triggers for patient-centric supply, she's taken that same mindset of patient decision-making and applied it within her organization. Now I can imagine that is not an easy process to go through. So could you tell me what the main challenges were? Yeah, I, I think, you know, when you, um, when you just have a, a, um, a non-vulnerable conversation with the community around this, and you start to describe what you want to do with patients like Ishan, right? It's people, people tend to gel around those concepts. But nevertheless, you're talking about change management, right? And, and like anything in life, it's getting people to change the things that they're doing to start to come around this. I think what we attempted to do was really focus on what that outcome was and bring people along on the journey. But nevertheless, like every change management, it's about, it's about mindset shift and whether people can take that step into a new way of working. It can be uncomfortable. Like change in any aspect can be uncomfortable. And you have your pioneers who are saying, yep, I'm ready to go, right? Your 10 percenters and, and you got them. You got them at hello, right? Mm -hmm. Then you get those, those group of skeptics that are saying, oh, well, not sure. I'm willing, I trust you. I'm willing to go on the journey. That's the group that you need to spend quite a bit of time. Then you have the folks that simply, it doesn't matter what it's going to be, the change. They're just not interested in the change. And, and that's okay. Some people just aren't up for it and they're, they're ready to try something else. And to be quite honest with you, in this change journey, we faced all three of those. Um, I think we, we grounded ourselves on the patient and that itself is quite emotionally motivating. And so I think this went slightly smoother than I have seen other transformations, but nevertheless, it's all about change management. Now, for those who are perhaps at the start of their journey of evolving their supply chain towards patient centricity, what key bit of advice would you give them? Oh, that's a good question. Don't try to seek perfection, mm -hmm. right? It's try my, my advice, and I, I described this a little bit in the ID2P um, space. The first market launch didn't go that well, but then we did the second one, and we created a continuous improvement journey around that. Trying to achieve perfection out of the gate you put in so much effort into it, trying to say, oh, I've got to cover every detail and figure everything out. In the end, what you'll find is you're gonna end up changing anyway, right? And so my advice is ground on your principles of what you want the outcome and things that are non-negotiable. Be willing to put down the table, these are actually non-negotiable. And then allow the other things to be a journey, right? And, and I would say, number one thing is, don't seek for perfection, just start. Now I've got one more question and we're going to try and do this on every episode. So if you don't have an answer. Um, and am I the first one? Yeah, you're oh, the first guest, so yeah. Thank goodness if for you, that. If you don't have an answer for this, we're not going to do it again, <laughs> okay. so uh, no pressure. What do you think is a commonly held belief in your industry that is perhaps a myth or you just don't think is true? There's a substantial um, myth, and it is, it, 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 we, I don't know whether it's a myth or not now, it is somewhat grounded in um, experience and judgment, right? Mm -hmm. We are a highly regulated industry. There is no question. Um, but the regulators are interested in, in having a conversation. And I can tell you post COVID, I've never seen such an openness to willing to try different things. Our ability to move medicines from um, development into commercialization, we broke the book on what that looked like. Drugs typically took we just launched a molecule um, a few years ago. It took 17 years of development to get it to the market. We did the COVID vaccines in months, right? Mm -hmm. It was only just about just over a year that it took to get that drug. We broke the back on this. 
And I can tell you, I think the regulators, while we need to maintain regulation because it ensures compliance for our patients, um, I think regulators are far more open than they've ever been before. And I would say we can change. Where we would historically say, no way, regulated industry, don't even bother. We tried it, the regulator shot us down. I think that's now a myth. I think we have broken that, um, that thinking. And my advice to you is be willing to push the boundaries. Great, good answer. We can, we can carry on doing that now. So thank you. Yeah, that's, that's all the questions. Thank you Fantastic. very much Thank for your you, time. Thank you, Lucas. Appreciate um, it. Thanks yeah, for having me. Great first guest. Thank you. Thank you.